and welcome into another edition of 30 Rack of Sports. It's Monday, June 27th. There's a lot going on in Ohio, guys. A little too much. I Not enough beer. in some areas. Well, too much in some areas, and we'll get to all of it. Uh, talk a little soccer, some interesting going on in the MLS. Some happenings. Talk some baseball, at least one of the baseball teams. Probably not the Reds because, yeah. Uh, talk a little Cavs draft. NBA draft was last week, guys. Really? There was a draft? There was a draft. Yeah, Some of us watched most of it. I bet you watched all of it. Mobleizing. Mobleizing, yeah. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. And the squad. Uh, the squad. We'll talk about, squad. you know, other players in certain sports that may have done some not so very nice things and then ended up on the Cleveland Browns. Ah. Uh, oh. We, so Ooh. a whole lot to get to. We also have a wonderful beers of the Be- week. Beers. A little collaboration. Cincinnati and Columbus each doing their own beer, but also collaborating. So should be a fun, fun show. First, of course, for our introductions to my right. The only guy Hello. who just about 10 days ago, about two weeks ago, I guess, when we were filming the show, only one who believed in the Guardians who, the gods, a couple weekends ago, uh, took two out of three against the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, you know it. Putting me into the personal hell that is Mickey's Malt Liquor here at some point. Oh, that's so, right. should be fun. Uh, we'll have to find a way for me to get the Mickey's down because I really don't want it to sit out of my car and be like 90 degrees when I have to no, drink it. No, that's how you enjoy malt liquor. You're doing it wrong if you put it in the fridge. <laughs> I was about to say, I think traditionally that's how it's done. That is. That's, you just leave it out. Oh, it's uh, hot today. We're going to put it outside. Get a nice little brown paper bag to keep in all the Are the burgers the done? No, but the Mickey's is done. <sighs> so, uh, Zach, yeah. two or three. Yeah. Kind of a tough yeah. last yeah. weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's gonna happen. Fucking Boston, Jesus. Here's the thing. I know you. Yeah. I know you think like when you're getting older, you know you you know it because people in sports are, you know, younger than you. How do you feel oh, to yeah. still have Rich Hill out there, like one of the few pros that's older than you, <laughs> still feels, shoving it? The only one I can't call a kid. It feels bad when you start calling them kids, and it like legit. People are like, yeah, that guy's like wildly younger than you. Feels terrible. You guys yeah, aren't they, quite there yet. Yeah, if they saw you, it would be. I'm older than Jose Ramirez. Yeah, the hey, hey Jose Mister. Ramirez is like a kid. Yeah, he had to call me sir if I asked him for an autograph. Right, Rich Hill. I mean, you guys go way back though. We, we go, we go back. We go back to the day. No, you know, no seatbelts in cars and the Great Depression and shit. It was Great. fun. Whoa, you know who's not in the Great Depression though? The guy to my left, who actually, he you know, be. believed in the city of Cincinnati. He's got his uh, orange and blue FC Cincinnati in a playoff space. Yeah. Seven seed right now. I mean, obviously had the Bengals in the Super Bowl, uh, and the Reds are still in the city of Cincinnati. So <laughs> I would they say, are. you know, kind of the trifecta for you, really. Yeah. Uh, FC Cincinnati, it's nice to see them come along. Uh, winners uh, six of the last eight, I think, is what it is. Yeah, they've kind of been, uh, I mean, they've been a little up and down, but to see them, you know, hovering around 500 once again, right in the middle of the pack. Definitely a big clump of teams in the middle of the Eastern Conference, but showing some real life and have beaten some solid teams. And we'll get to their matchup oh, yeah. this week against NYCFC, but a big chance to kind of flex their muscles at this point, you know, with some big wins. Took a while. You know, they say the whatever time this is is the charm. 
Alaska. Heck yeah. Alaska. What, fourth fourth time? A couple spoons in three, your drawer will get it done. Two or three spoons, <laughs> so what, third or fourth time? That's right. And then speaking of people who are waiting for another year, uh, oh my boy. name's Greg. I'm, I'm okay. really the only guy who truly believes he's cursed to never, ever be happy with his favorite team in sports, no matter what the expectations are. Yes, yeah, uh, we'll get to some Cleve. We'll get to some Cleveland Browns here soon, but uh, just when you think a team couldn't disappoint you anymore, don't you worry, pal. They'll, they'll do it. Don't you worry, pal. Hold their beer. Look, the more pre-show, Josh and I, I was talking to Josh about uh, the former hey. uh, district judge for the District of Delaware, and the amount of research I've had to do into court hearings and arbiters at this point, yeah, it makes me really upset. Why? Where there's smoke, there's fire. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Where there's thunder, there's lightning. Ooh. And where there's hops, there's beer, fellas. Oh, yeah. Oh. Beer of the week. That's awesome. Yeah, how do you do that? That's great. Fellas, for our beer of the week this week, as we mentioned, it is our beers of the week. Uh, it's a little collaboration between... Rheingeist Brewing here in uh, Cincinnati. I believe we've had them on the show just a couple times. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a bit of a record breaker here, actually. Uh, Rheingeist, this is their fourth uh, featured beer, beer of the week on the show. Five if you count Christmas. And I guess for Columbus, it's their third if you count Christmas. Uh, second actual like beer of the week that we've done. We so, won our checks, fellas. Yeah, Rheingeist now has the, uh, the most beers of the week we've ever done. Tying their, breaking their tie with Jackie O's. So we mentioned uh, Cincinnati and Columbus, Rheingeist and Columbus Brewing, uh, teamed up for a beer. If you are familiar with the wonderful trek up 71 between Cincinnati and Columbus, you will see uh, a couple of signs put up there. One of them uh, says lovingly, hell is real. Well, they did their little spin on it. Uh, this is hops is real. So... Hops is real. Uh, two beers, one brewed by Columbus Brewing. Columbus Brewing did a uh, hazy double IPA. It is 8.3% ABV. And uh, Rheingeist did their West Coast style double IPA. Uh, comes in at 8.5% ABV. So some heavy beers. Uh, right now, Zach and I are enjoying... Uh, the Columbus Brewing, uh, the Hazy Double IPA. See, there's a nice little haze there if you're watching along on Twitter, at 30 Racket Sports. While Josh is enjoying the Cincinnati Twist, the uh, the Rheingeist. It's a nice uh, it what, uh, West Coast style. It's got, it's got more of the Pilsner look. I love I love the uh, the videography the videographizing that uh, yeah yeah hey I mean people can watch people can, can right watch now. us on Spotify right now so if you're driving down the highway check that phone um, you gotta look <laughs> yes, at this check the phone please no, while I'm you're kidding. driving please be responsible out there nope <laughs> but uh, you noticed uh, you noticed uh, the Pilsner color there I I think what's interesting about at least for me on the West Coast side here uh, it's very balanced hop to malt ratio mm. um, yeah. and that's good because it's got that pilsner and vienna mm. malts in there yeah and it's got that that's nice a... kind of citrus flavor the citra hops yeah that's uh that you normally see in that west coast 
Yeah, it's it's IPA. as far as a lot of the West Coast IPAs that I think you'll find out here. Everyone really tries to, you know, go for the heavy hit yeah. on the hops and the bitterness, but this one's way more balanced than I, I at least I was expecting it to be, in a good way. It's not shocking though, right? I give Ryan guys this. not for the internet. No, <laughs> it's not an SFW. Uh, I mean, I don't know, Greg. What do you think about the uh, the hazy? Well, uh, the one thing that I want to point out about the hazy is it includes one of our favorite hops uh, that we've mentioned before, the Nelson Sauvin hops. Oh, does it really? That Ooh. gives it that uh, nice kind of uh, grape-like flavor, maybe a, a usually a, an extreme, fr- a little bit of a fruitiness to mm-hmm. the beer. So you certainly taste that. It's it's less of like a citrus flavored, more like a... It definitely gives more of a fruity. Yeah, yeah more of a fruity citrus. berry yeah, flavor. Yeah. But, uh, you know, very good, very nice um, hop complexity to it. And it all really it goes well together. I mean, I was extremely, it says, you know, it's got that golden hue. It's got that, like, dark haziness. But, you know, you got the, the tropical fruit. So it really hits all the notes it's very right there. good. It's, yeah, it's. I'm trying. I'm trying to find what episode that was that we did the the single hop uh, IPA how with the gonna, Nelson ones. Because because that's my, I do that, that is your job. I know. He's, pro- he's the producer. <laughs> trying to I don't produce. Are you going to go through and listen to every produce. song or every uh, every show? <laughs> yep, yep. That's what I'm going to do tonight. Uh, that's dedi- <laughs> that's how dedicated I am. We uh, pay him nothing. The best bargain <laughs> in radio. No, I think it's. Uh, I think this is a really cool collaboration, um, and just in time for the summer, uh, and in time for the Hell Is Real Derby. I'm sure we'll talk some soccer here in a little bit. Yeah, coming up in you know July and August, I believe are the two derbies. So, uh, you know, FC Cincinnati and uh, the Crew. Uh, whether or not you're in Cincinnati or Columbus, uh, you can still enjoy a great collaboration between these two beers. Uh, Hops is real. The Hazy Double IPA from Columbus Brewing and the West Coast Double IPA from Rheingeist. Guys, as we approach the dog days of summer, uh, we're losing sports left and right. Uh, Lord Stanley's Cup was awarded last night. NBA Finals are over. So we have just a couple sports going. The one that's heating up, especially in the state of Ohio, a little bit of soccer. I know you're excited, Zach. So fucking stoked, bro. Um, Just taking a look, you know, in past years, you've had Columbus kind of being that playoff on the way in, on the way out team with Cincinnati uh, usually taking a nice nook in the basement. But so far, it's been switched. You know, taking a look at Columbus, they've got a huge game to try to get back into the playoff push. Plays Toronto, 11 versus 10 in the East. Uh, Whoever wins could be within three points of the playoff push. Two teams kind of showing some life after a rocky stretch. Josh, do you you think the crew can find their way back into the playoff push? I mean, they, they have the record signing, you know, getting some guys back healthy. Do they have another push in them, or are they going to have, like, the third straight disappointing season? I think they have a push, um, and and I think uh, Caleb Porter is a wonderful manager, too. um, And you have to keep in mind, uh, 
all the injuries, man. I mean, I feel like the crew just, uh, it was week after week there uh, at the beginning and through the first three weeks of the season, uh, injury-wise. Chucho Hernandez? Yeah, Chucho, Chucho Hernandez, I think, will be a huge... A huge addition, just depth-wise, for one, when you when you take in all the injuries and everything. But with the record signing, the playmaking ability, coupled that with uh, Lucas Elaran, and you know, steal some games. But it starts with like this week on Wednesday. You're going to Toronto, I believe. Toronto and Columbus are tied right now. Yeah, 18 points each, uh, sitting at 11th, 12th place, bottom of the table. So that that's one you got to hop on that opportunity. You got to win the matches that you're supposed to win. And then I think you can talk about, you know, now that you have dual playmaking ability, a little more depth with some players getting healthy. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think having another threat like Hernandez, uh, those who don't know, uh, Juan Hernandez, a.k.a. Chucho, uh, came over from uh, Watford, who was a played in the Premier League last year, uh, you know, was kind of a bench player, but sold off. Uh, due to them getting relegated, so you lose a whole bunch of money. You got to sell a whole bunch of players. Twenty-three-year-old uh, Colombian, uh, you know, has played, uh, like I said, in the Premier League. Has played uh, high level. I believe it was the French league that he played in. Uh, so does have some high level experience. Uh, does create, can score goals. Uh, I feel like right now, you know, the crew have been a little bit too reliant on Lucas Zelarayan to score when he doesn't play. They usually don't score, barely score. Uh, you know, kind of figured out, you know, striker and whatnot, you know, having some of those, you know, Miguel Barry and whatnot taking over more of the striker role. I think they'll figure it out. You know, Real Salt Lake did not score, but showed some better defensive discipline. So hopefully they're on the way up. It's just a question of, you know, how long can they keep it going? Can they stay healthy? Can they get back into this? Right. I mean, I, and I think you just need goal scorers and i i think that's the one thing that you know especially from an fc cincinnati fan i think that uh, as i see the most flip-flop in the teams this year is that you really don't have you know no one's finishing up in columbus uh, i i think zellerion is is the leader yeah he's only got four um, four goals in 11 games right um yeah, and then NTN's behind him, I think. Uh, but, I mean, you look at the how far Brandon Vasquez has come for FC Cincinnati, who's at times led the league in goals, uh, is currently sec- tied for second in goals uh, with eight. Uh, Lu- uh, Lucho, <clears throat> excuse me, Lucho Acosta um, in the middle, who's been, I think, the, the greatest addition to FC Cincinnati, purely off of playmaking ability and leadership, has made all the difference in the world. Coupled that with the development of Brandon Vasquez, and the, I mean, I think we can all agree here, Pat Noonan's done an amazing job turning this team around. Yeah, and I mean, you look at them, you know, they're, but seven wins, seven losses, two draws. So have kind of been a steadying force. And, you know, you look in past years where, you know, I think they've, they, I'm sure they've had past seasons where they've won, you know, seven out of 34 games. You know, so having something like that this early, the other thing is, you know, they're, I think four wins, three losses, one draw in their in all comps in the last two months. One of them was a U.S. Open Cup where they kind of just you know pushed yep. that to the side. But they've been shown you know lose kind of a tough game four three against Montreal, come back get a win. You know draw a tough game or lose a tough game, come back get a win, put in good performances. Because I think the problem that Cincinnati had 
was, you know, even last year they were in it for the first month or two and then something went wrong and it kind of just snowballed and it seemed right. like they have one, like you said, some more playmaking options, but two, the ability to stop the bleeding, at least on defense to where they're not get you know, one goal doesn't turn into five like it did on a regular basis last yeah, year. Yeah, and I think they're learning the, you know, I think aside from what I said earlier with uh, actually finishing and goal scoring, I think the other thing that you can look to is game in-game management and just managing the moments better and everything. And I think for both clubs, I think this Wednesday tilt is huge for both of them. You look at the crew who, after losing three straight, now unbeaten in their last three, facing a squad... You know, I would say they're they're truly better than Toronto. Toronto coming in with a minus seven goal differential. Columbus hovering in the positives at plus one. I, I but I think that's a huge game to show Columbus has what it takes to win those games. They should for Cincinnati sitting in the last playoff spot right now, taking on New York City FC. Some are saying in Cincinnati the biggest game in their history so far to show that this isn't a fluke so far. Well, and they're getting New York City at the right time. You know, they were, uh, I think they only lost once in their first nine games. Oh, but yeah. since coming back from the break, uh, they 0-2-1. Oh, right. You know, they, they seem to be... I was uh, wondering. There was no yeah. championship slump there at all at first. But, I mean, huge tilts there on Wednesday. But to bring Zach in here, also huge tilt for Ohio teams. Really? Uh, in the AL speak. Central, ah. Guardians sitting uh, two back, I believe, at the time of our recording. Uh, yeah, taking on the first place yeah. Twins, who you said last time you didn't believe in the Twins, and you'll never take them seriously. I will never take them seriously. You put seriously. that disrespect on them. and <laughs> <laughs> I will never take... Give me one reason why I'd ever take Minnesota seriously in their entire history. Since Kirby Puckett... And what was that, the 89-90 World Series? I have, like, I have none. Not 90, obviously, but... They play in the snow sometimes? Yeah. I mean, you you look at the old Metro Domers. No. <laughs> no. I don't take them seriously. I mean, they're one of those teams, you know, Buxton, great player, when healthy. And he has been to some extent. The sad part is, he still has missed some time this year. I mean, up and down. I, You guys buy them? Did you see, did you see the weirdest... Uh... The weirdest part of the twin season that just happened? No. Their, uh, I believe it's their pitching coach. Wes oh, yeah, he's going, he's going to LSU to be a pitching he's, coach. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like mid-season? Yeah, yeah he's like leaving. right he's now. Taking less money. He's a big league pitching coach was just like, nah, I want to go live in Baton Rouge. Like right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's leaving. He, he's, so he's going postseason college, midseason MLB, postseason college baseball to go from a major league job to the a top job, job outside of being a manager. He literally must have, being he a must have, coach. He must have danced on that podium say, thing. That Brian or a bench, Kelly. bench coach. Yeah, but I mean, that's like. Brian Kelly must have swooped in and like done a little but is, like. That is insane in because I don't know what. There's no way they're paying him what the Twins are paying him. Like, you know what I mean? And no. you're at like the tip top of your career path and you're and just like. It's nah, not like do the same work. it's not like you're you know I don't know. It could like be the, the grind, ro- man. Yeah. That's a grind though. Being a major league pitcher, that's a grind. But it could be like you know, it's one thing it's if just if he was like the Royals pitching coach, and it's like all right, you know, maybe they clean house at the end of the year. You're you're kind of trying right. to get out in yeah, front yeah, of it. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like you know, the Twins, forty-one and thirty-three, out in front of it. Like you said, they they have had you know some injuries, obviously. Uh, 
Correa has missed some games. Uh, you know, Sano's only played 17 games. Oh, okay. Uh, well, hang on here. I'm seeing. I'm seeing that this this job that he uh, is taking with LSU is worth seven hundred fifty thousand yeah. versus three hundred fifty thousand with the Twins. Whoa! Yeah. They're paying him uh, seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, that's well. And, shit! I said I didn't know what the money was, but I'm sh- I'm shocked <laughs> by that kind of money. Granted, now LSU baseball, college baseball, is fucking huge. Yeah, they. It's I mean, they get to, like second to football. You know, Alex, that was a box, the box stadium. That's a big deal down there. Yeah, I mean, they get like you know. 12,000 They get a lot. They like, I think, was the box hold? It's pretty big. I don't know, 30s far, but I mean, I think that's like 15 at least. Yeah, it doesn't say in this AP report. AP recalls it, it calls it a lucrative deal, but that's then others are saying lucrative. on Twitter that it's worth right, 750,000. Well okay, yeah, that's that's wild. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> 10,000 is that's Alex all Box. Yeah, but you got to think they don't have a whole lot in the outfield. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah. But yeah, they, I mean, they that's usually crazy. regularly they sell, sell out. out. So. I mean, South is a different animal. Uh, that's still wild, though. But yeah, for uh, double the salary, less work. I mean, because, you know. And they shorter were, season, yeah. Shorter season. I mean, they recruit and stuff, but still, like, it's it's less work. I mean, being a major league pitching coach is just grinding. 162 games plus off-season spring training. This, yeah, plus this, all this thing training. says LSU baseball pitching coach Wes Johnson has signed a three-year $1.14 million term sheet with the Tigers after leaving the Minnesota Twins. That's per the advertiser.com. Well, I, so whoa, three whoa. years? So that's still What's about... What's the advertiser.com? Is that a local uh, outlet? That's about 350 that... Going off the cuff here. I don't know. Uh, I'm like a crazy woman we'll on Facebook. We'll get confirmation. Yeah, well, well we're, we're doing this all on the fly <laughs> oh, right no, now. Oh, no, they look legit. I, they're owned by uh, Gannett, or it's oh, like Gannett, one of those USA Today. Yeah. yeah. All but, right. But uh, back, back anyway. to back to the guards. Um, Interesting. You know, right now they have just because of some weird quirks in the schedule with the lockout and everything. Not only have they played still the fewest games in the league. I what think. is it? Six less games than the Twins. Right. Yeah. They also have a four-day, five-game series. Oh, yeah starting tonight against the Twins, which, once again, you know, could uh, play some huge, you know, a huge role in the oh, rest yeah. of the season. Mm-hmm. Right now, the series is is tied 3-3, three to three, but all six of those games have been in Minnesota to start the season. Uh, you know, if you look at how this series goes, if it goes really well, obviously, you maybe get a couple games up again padded. Yeah. Exactly. It goes poorly, you know, you, you may be back... You know, closer to uh, the the White Sox right now, so it's one of those things where it could obviously change a whole bunch. But how do you feel like the Guardians kind of match up with the Twins overall, Zach? I'll give you this: I don't buy the Twins, but historically the Twins have always been kind of a rough matchup for the Guardians. Even go back to Tory Hunter, Joe Nathan days. I don't know what it is. Um, Justin Morneau. Justin Morneau. I like I, I I like the Guardians against anybody though. What they sh- and granted it's not it's not who you play it's when you play them. And I think they were playing L.A. on a little bit of a, a little bit of a dip for you know the Dodgers' sake. But and that's what we were saying. I mean, but my point is though they still went into L.A. That's that's the West Coast swings are killer for East Coast teams. It's such a or Midwest teams. It's such a brutal trip. And you know they went in there and you know. Yeah, it wasn't always pretty. They won on a few airs, but I think that shows why I like this Guardians team compared to past Guardians team is the way they win ball games. You think about the way they won in LA. They won, you know, with um, Mookie's out the air and the outfield that turned into a double. 
no, but nine times out of ten on any other team, nobody is running that out. Every guardian runs from box as hard as they can, ninety feet, and that's you know you saw Jose get some free doubles doing that. I mean, that's why they put pressure on teams, even though they're not great. They don't score necessarily a ton of runs. They don't hit a ton of bombs, but they know how to manufacture runs. I mean, I thought one of the biggest things I saw against in that twin series was, I think, a bad decision by Andre Jimenez. But when they're trying to move a runner over, get him into scoring position, nobody down, though. There's nobody on second. He should have been swinging. Jimenez is playing great right now. But he chose on his own to go ahead, sacrifice bunt, move Owen Miller over. They got the sack fly. They got the winning run in. Again, not a decision. I'm sure Francona pulled him aside and said, son, there's nobody down. You should be, you're, you're one of the hottest hitters on the team. You should be free swinging. But I like that in his head, though. They do feel like a bunch of like scrappy kids in the backyard, kind of like just yeah. playing small ball. They remind me, of, not going too far, but a little bit of like those '04 Red Sox. Like everybody, they don't care who gets who gets the you know honors or the front page papers and all that. Oh like, yeah, every well, single one of them just wants to win. The number one thing I saw this week, I don't know about you guys, like, but just like looking up, you know, notes on the Guardians and everything. The number one thing that I see the Guardians being written about the Guardians right now is how deep their farm system no, is still and how just it's like you said it's anyone up can get the job done no one cares who takes the glory and uh, no, yeah, they're it, a fun club to watch right now and crazy fun and yeah like you pointed the farm system there's still more guys coming up that's my thing they're not set right now they got probably three four more guys ready to come up well and we got on our social media on twitter on instagram on TikTok, at 30 Rack of Sports, uh, or who you got this week, we're going to that farm system. We're going Ooh. deep for a uh, midweek matchup that you can find Tuesday, Wednesday on social media. You don't need a coast to make great beer. To prove it, we teamed up with fellow flyover favorite, Rheingeist Brewing, to make Ohio proud. Our hazy double IPA is brewed with Mosaic Spectrum and Nelson Salvin, is that how you say it, Greg? Nelson Salvin, yeah. Salvin, hops. For a hellaciously good collab, cruising on I-71 may seem like we're all corn and country roads, but from Columbus to Cincinnati and Cleveland, great beer lives here. Man, great beer does live here. It does. It's amazing. Ugh. The can? Ohio, there's so many goddamn breweries in the state. Oh, so many good. So, so They're much all good. good. There, I haven't had a beer at any brewery that I was like, ah, that's terrible. Like, oh, I've had I've had some like test beers that have been well, pretty bad. But yeah. as far as like, beers, there's but some as far weird as stuff out there, man. Yeah, but look, you know, I had a barrel aged like lettuce and pepper beer. Oh well, that's like purposeful. Like you're like, yeah, people are gonna hate sure. this, but it's like a. But uh, I mean, taking a look, guys, at the cans. I mean, as you mentioned, the uh, the Rheingeist one's got the the black with the red and white lettering. You know, kind of looks like the hell is real sign. It looks Both just of them like the hell is real. Have yeah. that kind of look, except um, the Columbus Brewing one is uh, like a green, more of a lime green, with uh, with the black H. But some really cool cans. I also like on the back of the, the Ryan Guys one, and then they have the line going yeah. from the they have the Ryan Guys logo over Cincinnati, the Cleveland or Columbus Brewing over Columbus, and then the little line at Mark and I seventy one. I mean, yeah, they're they're nice they're nice cans. I, like we, we kind of talked about nothing against you, Columbus. I, I wish you would rework the can a little <laughs> bit. No, I just like this one pops the Ryan Geist one. It looks just like the sign. It's the same design. Yeah, 
where I think Greg mentioned it'd be been nice if you know Columbus maybe did like well, a I'll reverse be, colors, I'll be honest with red. You, like I think they black. this is the one the the Rheingeist black can hops is real, the West Coast style double IPA. Yeah. That's the one they're like marketing out there because I, I didn't really know about uh the green the hazy? can hazy yeah. one until I was in um uh our our wonderful, uh, our wonderful friends at Del High Liquor. I was in Del there. Lava, Lava. in their establishment this afternoon. They have s- such a selection, by they the way. Really do. And and uh, as as to your point, there they had uh, these six packs of the hazy, and I didn't know the hazy was a thing. Um, and yeah, I guess Columbus is putting those out. Cincinnati is putting the West Coast ones out. And I love on the back of the West Coast one. Uh, the black can. Yeah, it says that uh, you don't need a uh, a coastline to brew a great beer. Yeah, and I do think they they nailed these. Yeah, on you the got that East Coast here. West Coast yeah. bias, but yeah. really you got the Ohio. Bre- I mean, look, that trek from Cincinnati Columbus. It's more than just cornfields and commandments. It's a trek for some great beer. That's right, man. And they both each had different uh, little. They very similar. A little different on the but different. descriptions different. on the can. I, I read the uh, Columbus Brewing the Hops is a uh, real hazy double IPA. Zach, one. now um, you, you for a brief moment there at the yeah. end of uh, that our, our last conversation, you, you mixed the two beers together. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> I did. And I'm sure if any of them are listening who were, they're like, what the hell is he doing? I did. Um, don't guys we're don't, men of science we're men of science here and um it honestly they they just this probably tells you how great both of them are brewed properly the fact that they just basically muted each other out tasted like nothing so that just tells you like how water it did it tasted does like say, water so, does that say more about them or more about you that says a lot more about me because i'm sure that that does not <laughs> do you think he's the first person to mix them because I, I you gotta admit you gotta guess it's someone no, Look, if someone uh, I, I at like someone those breweries the, like, didn't mix those two, uh, then we're having they some They would know. Issues. See, these are brewmasters. They would know off the top of their head, yeah, that's not going to taste right. That's going to, you know what I mean? As uh, amateurs as we are, for myself especially, I was like, hey, hey, I might have a little cool flavor. Pour a little, pour, yeah. pour a little bit. Yeah, yeah, pour a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Pour a little bit. It does Oops. not. Um, Maybe not right over Oh, <laughs> I don't think that's how. That was a bold decision. I'll tell you what, though. As an audio video guy, it. that was bold. Give it, give it a sniff, though. It does have a nice smell to it, though, Ooh, when you mix them. It yeah. does have a cool smell. Hmm. Taste-wise, though, that right? That is a does little it... bit of magic from... Yeah. The smell is amazing when you mix them. The taste is very flat. It's a very weird... It's like a quick... It's like a quick... Hop orange gone. Yeah, get, yeah, yeah. Look, hop orange gone. if you were going to go to like a, a IPA, a zoo of IPAs, yeah. I feel like that's that's what's in your in your glass right now. Right, exactly. Yeah. We should have like a soft version of this song or something for fair bad segments. Like Guys, <laughs> well, I, I just I just have one question before we start this segment. What the dog doing? And I don't mean... What the dog do? I don't mean the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't mean the Fresno State Bulldogs, who have some very uh, adventurous New Jerseys, if you get a chance to look at them. Uh, I am talking about the dog pound in Ohio. My beloved, and that's an understatement, Cleveland Browns. Uh... Guys, if you haven't heard, the Browns have had a busy offseason, not exactly in the in the best way possible. Not at all. 
Um, let's just let's just start where where the story starts. Usually at the beginning, most of the time. Sometimes, twenty twenty one. Many of us on this show, at least Zach and I. I don't remember you. You might have been a hater. Uh, picked the Browns to win. I believe it was over ten games. Uh, they finished eight and nine. Third in the third in the AFC North. I, no I, playoffs. I might have gone in on that, but but that does sound right. I would have. I probably would have been a hater on that. Yeah, you, you, you could. Yeah, it does sound right. Yeah, because you hated. Yeah, you're. You had every right to be there. You might have been right. His but team went to the Super Bowl. You. Hey, shut up. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Did they win? Sorry. Where's Go that ahead. Super Bowl ring? It's nowhere to Fucking be Fucking bum. Hey, they got an AFC <laughs> championship ring. Fucking bum. <laughs> The anyway. Lamar Hunt Trophy. Anyway. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, during that season, I don't know if you know, uh, week two versus the Texans, which we'll get to that in a second. Baker Mayfield got hurt. Uh, started 15 of the 17 games. Uh, in those 15 games, 60% completion, uh, 17 touchdowns to 13 interceptions, uh, 215 pass yards per game. Uh, the Browns had 14 points or less. In seven of his 15 starts, which some would say is not very good. No. Uh, so during the offseason, uh, Baker Mayfield had his fifth-year option picked up, $19 million. Uh, there was some discussion, what are they going to do with Baker? Extend him, he's hurt. He obviously gets his shoulder fixed. Uh, then, you know, the little birdie comes out. Possibly interested in Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun Watson, as of 2021, uh, was basically benched by the Texans and then, I believe, put on the, the commissioner's list because he asked for a trade, and then all the stuff came out. Uh, I believe at the beginning it was like 20 cases, and it's eventually come up to 26. 25 have been filed, I believe, uh, of sexual misconduct uh, coming mostly from uh, massages with... Uh, Massage therapists, uh, there have been reports that he's had as many as 60 over the last, like, two years, which is a lot. That's a lot. Um, That's not massages, by the way. That's different massage therapists, right, if I'm correct? Six, yeah, 60 different massage therapists, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Funny, that's just wild, though. So it comes out uh, the first of the case, the first of the uh, the charges or the cases go against him uh not well we'll get to that but uh several teams are interested uh most notably i believe the falcons the panthers the browns and then i believe there was one other team seahawks was, all of a sudden got well the, the seahawks were late after they traded for russell wilson so the browns were originally out um the haslam's the owner of the browns went to go visit deshaun watson originally out Everybody and then conscious went Thank God. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, because I remember I had I had like looked at it and I was like, "That's a weird thing." And then they're like, "All right, he's not coming." And I'm like, "All right, yeah." I, I figured that like out of places that he would want to go, like not Cleveland Can because be because now? Cleveland. Um, and then all of a sudden, he's he decides he wants to sign with the Browns, and I go, "Wow, that's really weird." Yeah. Ah. Uh, then we find out it is a five year. $230 million fully guaranteed contract. I believe 
the second most fully guaranteed contract was at like three year ninety million dollar for Kirk Cousins. Right. Yeah. Or three year eighty something or something like that. like that. Yeah. Where it was also a three year, you know, it was pretty it's pretty cut and dry. Short, nope, yeah. not many people were pissed off about that. Uh so you look at it and obviously not a great look. Get Deshaun to come in. Uh there were some reports that, you know, the Browns had talked to some people, but um I believe Tony Busby, who's the uh, lawyer for most of the people accusing, I believe, maybe all but one Mm -hmm. uh, of the accused, said, hey, he didn't talk to us or any of the accused that I know of. And I believe at that point he he was representing all of them. I believe the Mm -hmm. the newest, one of the newer ones might not be him. But so tough look. Um, Obviously, he's been under investigation for a whole bunch of, it uh well and then you just have i think the more just just the more up-to-date stuff you have a new lawsuit that was filed today against the houston texans well well we'll get to that so then you have tomorrow or i guess today if you're listening on tuesday is the is where he's scheduled for his hearing with the nfl disciplinary committee correct no so uh in so in june he met with the nfl disciplinary committee uh, to talk about his case, NFL would build his case. So that was in June. He met with them several days. It was around the time that he went on that trip to uh, somewhere in the Caribbean with, with a bunch of Browns offensive players. Uh, so now the way under the new collective bargaining agreement, uh, after it is sent to the NFL, it is sent to... Um, let me get this correct. Sue L. Robinson. L stands for Lewis, if you were if you were curious. Lewis? Uh, I found her on Wikipedia. Uh, she is an independent arbiter who was uh, agreed upon by the NFL and the NFLPA uh, due to their most recent collective bargaining agreement. So this is her first really big decision. Uh, she was a former district court judge uh, in Delaware, um, appointed by George Bush in the early 2000s, retired in 2017, uh, appointed by the NFL in, what, 2020 or 2021. So what happens is the NFL comes up with their investigation. They talk to him. They talk to everybody else. They give everything to Sue Robinson. And right now what is happening is the NFL is finishing their uh, their case against him. He is meeting tomorrow with Sue Robinson. NFL will – he'll talk to them. Uh, I believe the NFLPA – who is obviously looking for a lesser suspension than what the NFL is. Mm-hmm. NFL and the NFLPA put their cases in, and then Sue Robinson will then make a decision. Uh, it's not totally clear of when the decision might be made. The only real hard date that I've heard is pre-training camp, and I believe it's July 20. It's the end of July 26th, 27th or something when the, when the Browns start. Yeah. So that would be the date that you would expect to hear. I know a lot of people were expecting July 4th. Maybe it's that quick of a turnaround. Uh, Right now, uh, out of the, I believe, 24 cases that have been filed, maybe the 25th has been. It's kind of gray on that area. 20 of the 24, at least last week, have been settled. Uh, One of the original accusers, Ashley Solis, who was on, like, Real Sports with Brian Gumbel, Mm -hmm. uh, still, uh, still has her case out there. Uh, none of the none of the cases that at least have been previously put on have gone to any court. Uh, two grand juries 
Uh, one, I believe, in the Houston area, and one just outside of the Houston area. Uh, didn't want to prosecute. So that's where Deshaun Watson is at. Um, then, as you said today, another um, recent update is uh, in some of the cases, or in the most recent cases, the Houston Texans have been uh, named in it because there was a there was a report that basically there was this. I don't know if it was a hotel or a country club. It was kind. It was kind of tough to. To yeah, understand. it was like a club. Yeah, it was like a club. But basically, they had Dancing. like arranged yeah. for him to get some massages, the but also there. there was like NDAs that were signed beforehand. So yeah. it's kind of, I mean, you, you probably won't hear anything from any of that, but it, once again, it's another weird part of it. Um, just uh, any other open and shut parts of it. Um, his five-year $230 million contract, uh, if he was suspended, it would be basically pushed a year. His first year, uh, it is a pretty... The way the Browns do all of their contracts... Cause at first, I was weirded out by it. He makes like $1.8 million. But I guess it's just the way they do it with like signing bonuses and everything. Mm-hmm. All of their... like Eight of their last 10 like 20-plus million dollar contracts have been made that way. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, once again, doesn't excuse the Browns, but it's no. just kind of how it is. Um, so... Obviously, has a big payday. Uh, recent reports come out, and you can take it for what it is, that the NFL is pushing for potentially a one-year or indefinite suspension. Uh, the NFLPA is going to try to uh, push back and say, hey, based on some misconduct that has been done by, you know, in massage parlors by Robert Kraft and all across <laughs> his office by, uh, you know, several other owners... Uh, they should be held to a higher standard. Oh, yeah. So what are you doing suspending him for forever? Uh, so right now, you're in an interesting situation if you're a Browns fan. You have Watson, who you're not sure if he's even going to play this year. Uh, I believe they have a couple camp farms, but their main four QBs on the roster, Deshaun Watson, who didn't play in 2021, but in 2020, uh, over 300 passing yards per game, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions on a Awful Texans team. Yeah. So obviously has the talent. You've got Jacoby Brissett, who is that backup who most Browns fans expect to be the gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, time with New England, Indianapolis, Miami. Uh, the last time he started regularly was 2019. 15 games started, 18 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 196 yards per game. Josh Dobbs, who's barely thrown a pass in the NFL. And then there's Baker Mayfield, who a lot of people uh, have, <laughs> have tried to push this narrative that maybe they could keep him. They owe him $19 million. Uh, but from every single report that I've gotten from anyone that knows anything about the Browns, and it's not just like a talking head that's like, oh, it makes sense for both teams. Uh, that's kind of come and gone. Uh, yeah. Basically, since they decided that they ran on Watson, it pissed off Baker enough. Uh, the Browns also decided that they kind of wanted an adult at the position, which is kind of funny considering who <laughs> they've got. But also, uh, <laughs> Baker... Definitely several times during his career has not shown yeah, the maturity. Sure, but sure, think, about, think but... about how crazy it is what you just said is in the way in the way that then chronologically we've gone from uh, like where we are at the quarterback room is that we have Deshaun Watson and then we'll have Jacoby Brissett and yeah. then you have Josh Dobbs and then you have Baker Mayfield. 
I don't. It's just insane to me that I, we've gotten to this point. Baker will Over not. Over Deshaun Watson? Baker, there's no way he plays. There's no way, no matter what happens, right? I mean, if you're him, you've had, I mean, like the, the rumors came out. I'm sure they said this. I'm sure he even knows more inside knowledge. You know, the, we want an adult in the room. All the stuff with him and Stefanski, and Stefanski kind of called him out a few times, and apparently he's talked even worse behind the scenes. No way you're coming back if you're him. If I'm him, I, I look, has he been immature throughout his career? Of course he has. Sure, yeah. Has, I, I, but I'm but not I give him credit. If, but I give him credit, like, unlike other guys, like, he tried to play through an injury. No offense. That's all Stefanski and those guys, like we said a hundred times last year, you got to sit him for a few weeks, and they, that's on them. You go that's out they, they should have shelved them. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's on you. And then, but he still gave, I think he played, he gave his all. He still has some of that Cleveland attitude. That I think in many ways somewhat endeared him to the city at times, but I'm just saying, if you're him and you're seeing this go down, I'd be like, yeah, go fuck yourself. I'll sit the year. I don't give a shit. Well, well, the right? One, would you? Well, the, the the issue. I'll go play at Edmonton. The issue that you have is in order for he him to be the first Browns quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> in order for him to. Obviously, he's got some connects up there. Make his 19 million dollars. I wouldn't give a shit. But he's got. All his endorsements deals, he's fine. No, Home you know, you know what, you know what you do. You basically, you basically do with like a lock-in. You basically show up, you pull a hammy, you you pull a hammy. Yeah, you don't feel. Nah, and, see, I think that's gonna give him. He wants to play elsewhere. And he wants to get in a better position. I think that looks worse than him saying, "I'm not playing for an organization like this." Come out, tell your piece. I'll play for who wants to pay me. But I, that looks worse. Everybody would think if yeah, but no one's no in, one's gonna pay the whole nineteen million dollars. Right. No, and yeah, the Browns have the no out. reason to cut him. Well, he's not gonna sit the year. Yeah, nineteen million dollars. You think is he's a literally gonna go in there and suit up? And I think it's gonna look bad if you're no. an agent. And no, I, I, do I think, think what's that's gonna the happen. one thing that people forget is that the Browns, like in mo- most situations here, the Browns are still in the driver's seat. I mean, they with the cap space and the money they have. The way these contracts are structured, the Browns are very much still in the driver's seat. A lot of people like to forget that, which, as you know, screwed up as it may seem, I mean, they are still in the driver's seat in this oh, in the no. whole situation. I, I don't disagree. I just think there's no as way he's suiting up and playing. No, no, there's no. I think what happens is if they don't come to an agreement several weeks into training camp, they probably just cut him. But I, I, I would assume that Baker, they will probably get a deal from someone they will probably pay all but a couple million dollars why and not? they'll get like a seventh round pick from someone because it'll be like why not we have the cap space you have the cap space see what happens i mean because i've thought about this a lot and you know you you take a look at deshaun and i have gone through the ringer as as a sports fan as someone that cares more about the Cleveland Browns than like life itself. I, I think that's not even really an over exaggeration. No. When it talks when when it mentions to me about the Browns. So it's not like it's not like someone that I can just, you know, quit. It's like it's almost like if like a sibling did something like really bad. You're like, yeah, but like you're my sibling. Like I still love you. I, but I just looking don't know why at they the did. Browns, the one question that I have is you give a guy $230 million. I don't care. I, so, I honestly don't care about the guaranteed money because if it, if it eventually fucks over the Bengals and the Ravens, whatever. But the thing that I <laughs> it have... It is. It is. They reset the market. That's why every yeah. team's doubly pissed yeah. at them because you just create a whole new market. But the one thing that I don't understand... Even after the Packers gave Aaron Rodgers $50 million yeah. a year. <laughs> is 
you traded three first, a third, and a fourth. I think if you thought yeah, about this... Yeah, they got this, hosed on that, too. Well, if you thought about it intelligently, just think about it. If if you would have let if you would have let Baker start the next year, worst case, you play like crap. You use a couple of those picks and you move up and you get this next year is supposed to be a deep quarterback it's draft. It's a huge. And if you yeah. if you traded two or three picks for a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud, I don't think well, Browns fans. I don't think any fan would be that pissed because you'd be like, hey, you're going up to get your guy. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I mean they're. Yeah, it's a deep class. That's what I'm saying. They they got fleeced by the fucking Houston Texans of all people. Why anybody was wanting to trade for here's why any team literally was like, let's get him now or let's just let the Texans sit on this till everything is resolved and we know exactly what's going on is mind blowing to me. No, yeah, I think that's and it seemed to be some kind of like artificial deadline that everybody came up with. Yeah, and everybody <laughs> met with him. Like all the teams met with him, and I was like, "Well, you know what happened? Why they just assumed because he's not going to jail." I'm telling you, that I, not it was to, fine. Not, and I was like, "Whoa, not to go conspiracy theorist here, but I'm telling you, like the Houston Texans were were getting pressure from the NFL here. I think because especially with this lawsuit today, like it just keeps coming out. I feel like more and more that the Texans organization." knew more and more and just wanted to distance themselves from this guy as much as they could. And the fact well, that they were able to do that I don't and think that's fleece a conspiracy them. theory, Mr. January sixth was a tourist visit. Uh I don't <laughs> Well here's here's the other thing. Uh <laughs> no, you're I, I right. Mean, they I'm were not, definitely coming after I'm them not now. gonna I'm not gonna put on my tinfoil cap, which I will several times. But uh Tony Busby has had several interactions with the McNair family in his in his previous te- in his previous life before what was he this doing? whole yeah tell so us about him he I mean spill that tea girl he had he had reached out to them <laughs> there were billboards he has talked to them you he's been close with parts of the McNair family so it's one of those things where it'd be like ah is that to kind of get him out mm-hmm. the answer is probably not because he's still a shithead but. <laughs> now that things have turned the other way, it's an interesting time that it came out. When right, it, did. it was just a weird situation. Like you guys said, it was just like this weird artificial deadline. All of a sudden, as soon as you know the, uh, it was like a free agency. Whatever deadline. the county. Um, well, I guess that whatever the county when they decide not to indict. Essentially, here's, here's yeah. a question. Here's it was a question just all that I have. Free for all amongst like six teams that I'm like, as, why would you not make Houston sit on that another year or two? As it pertains to Houston, or what? I'd give you nothing. Right. I will just take him from you for nothing. I'll give no. you I'll give you a seventh round pick or something. Harris, UDFA. County. Harris County, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like why why was Houston being like, Yeah, we want all these picks? I'd be like, Go fuck yourself then. Have fun with the media circus. That's what I don't get because in this lawsuit today, and this is <laughs> this is the thing that I have the my biggest problem with the whole like the role the Houston Texans organization plays in this, is that this lawsuit today alleges, and this is per ESPN that uh, Watts, Watson used Instagram to meet and arrange a massage with one of the plaintiffs, and uh, even though she was only a massage therapy student at the time. Huh? And the Texans knew of this, having being an NFL team and having their own Group training us. staff. Yeah. And people who can do that. So it's well. like, if you knew of... that's You know what I'm saying? No, I agree. Like, they, they knew stuff was going... These teams... These teams know everything that goes on in these dudes' lives. Yeah, I, and, 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 and that I think what money? Greg was saying earlier is now now you get in a point where the NFL is once again back, once again, 
backed themselves into a corner where they can't Why hand out they consistent punishment just... because you handed out a one year a one year punishment to a guy that was gambling. Yeah. You've handed out four game punishments to guys that we've literally watched beat other women before. Exactly. It's and wild. now we have this situation. Why now can't what they, do you why do? don't they exactly come out? what Greg was saying earlier where you you've had all this other stuff that's come out against other ownership. It's bad when Major League literally... Baseball took the took the baton and was like suspended, you know, to like for a year. Was it two years for Trevor Bauer? That's probably still not long. Well, but I mean, I he it, he was, and acquitted. I think it discredits I mean, the whole when people the NFL say, just looks terrible. when people say, you know, athletes should stick to sports and such. And I, and I think like today in Cincinnati was big. Joe Burrow put out a big statement on Instagram with the whole Roe versus Wade thing in support of abortion rights and women's rights and everything. And there are obviously a lot of stick-to-sports comments and everything. He's I think when leagues don't take the initiative here to do these kind of things, then you completely erode that platform that these athletes actually have. You right. know, you're not backing up the athletes at all if you these inconsistent punishments that we're doing. And now we have this situation where we have one organization handing this guy hundreds of millions of dollars and the league that's in charge of them that may hand out this punishment that at least it's not johnny manzel i don't know what else is oh, yeah. i would much rather come on the browns this is ultimately just sad for the browns it's to be honest as a browns everybody. fan you you finally thought they were turning a corner the hat you know all they used to just be a joke now they they're an embarrassment well. no no well you that's know, the thing you know they still the, have a good roster they you, could still be I'm very good you and they've screwed themselves any, you don't have any any cachet anymore like you went your ownership wouldn't even show up to the signing everybody knew it was purely no. for totally ulterior the, motives and you knew that shit was gonna go down the, and that this dude we don't it, let's be real that number he did something i don't know if it was all of them but bullshit you're telling me there's smoke there's fire fellas i'm just saying the one, the, the one that's thing that's, that's but the one thing that's most disappointing is, you know, for most of my life as a Browns fan, since they've been a team again, they've been, uh, you know, the butt of jokes. They've been a laughing stock for, for most of the years. I'll, I'll be... A joke, yeah. But the thing is, they've never been a team that anyone's like, you know, it's one, it's been low-hanging fruit, but it's never been like, Hey, the Browns are yeah. you know nine. It's it's like we're not going to root against the Browns in the playoffs because it's like good for them, dude. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. Yeah. And yeah. now yeah, it's yeah. like people legit do not like the Browns, right. and it's not like it's not like it's your rival. It's just you know a random guy is like, I don't like the Browns anymore because of what they did, mm -hmm. and I just don't think. You know, I I don't know if it's worth it because I don't. Greg, eat. you can take. You can take the boy out of Texas, but you can't take the Texas out of the boy. I think <laughs> is a lesson here. Yeah. And the one thing that's going to be very, very interesting about the Arbiter, and, I, you know, I'm interested to, to hear, you know, your guys' opinions. Obviously, the NFL is pushing for a year. Tomorrow. But I think, I, think it's, I think it's kind of a CYA kind of thing where, Hey, it's an arbiter that does this stuff, but we wanted a year because we care as the NFL. What What do you guys think the actual punishment is going to be? Do you think it's going to be a year, or do you think it'll be a less? I think Josh brought up a great point. 
you don't know with the NFL because, again, people want to knock all the other leagues. It's not the NFL, though. It's an independent arbiter. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. But the NFL could have just come in and set it, it. Look at all the other leagues. I'm just saying. They're, they're, they're not always consistent, but somewhat levelly consistent. I, who, who the fuck knows? Um, I would think here's the problem, right? We're talking about somebody who, for whatever reason, I don't know, wasn't they couldn't indict him criminally. That does limit your ability under the uh, conduct policies in most of these leagues. I mean, the, I, don't, yeah. I still don't know how the well they're going through. That thing's gonna blow. I, the Broward I, thing's I, gonna I, blow I would, up soon. He's that, suing. Well, I'm gonna assume that would. Ha, ha, that's how it is in the NFL. No, and I, I mean, in Major League Baseball, it's gonna be a blow up too. But I mean, um, I don't know. I you know the sad part is I I, I don't I don't think it's more than eight games. Yeah, I. Because I don't think without the criminal liability, and it doesn't seem like any, you know, then there'll, there'll be a whole he said, she said thing. It, you know, from an arbiter's standpoint, they're going to stick to code of conducts, all this kind of stuff. Can you really go longer than eight games? I don't know. Yeah, I, I really think it'll be eight games. See, eight to, eight to ten games. Eight, my, my thought is. Unfo- unfortunately, unfortunately, one hundred percent. That's not what he deserves. That, that's that's. If you're asking me, what I think they'll give him. Once again, tinfoil hat. Uh, the NFL came up with sixteen said said a year to try to cover their butt. Yeah, I exactly. think once you said it's either going to be ten games that gets appealed down to eight or eight games. And the biggest reason why, yeah. I would yeah. say eight games, is do you know who? Do you know what the Browns' ninth game of the season is? Monday night football, the Bengals round. Halloween, yeah, versus was, the Bengals. I was, I was wondering, ah. I was wondering if that was that going to be that game. Yeah, ah. is that in Cincinnati? I'm just curious. Sorry, that's in Cleveland. That's yeah. in Cleveland. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, once again, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying this is no, correct. Yeah. No, I none have, of I us mean, are. We all agree. Eight. Hey, none of us are saying Greg, that's, that's Greg, the proper. Going off, going off track record, I'd say, and going off, yeah, going, uh, yeah. You're certainly right in thinking that. I mean, that's what I mean. We're all thinking eight to ten games. I think you're right. Ten games gets appealed to eight. Yeah. Monday night football. I I don't know. And and I'm unfortunate, but like literally going off of the NFL's track record, we've seen guys that have been criminally charged. Oh, yeah. We've seen the video of it. Oh, yeah. And they've not even gotten half a season, not close to half a season. Well, yeah, because. What I mean, uh, I mean, not to bring up. A guy that I, I feel like has done some good past that thing, once again, does not excuse it. The Kareem Hunt one, you saw him kick someone. Yeah. And it was, what, six games, I think? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Exactly so what once again, about. you saw Ray Rice, four games. I mean, exactly. uh, exactly. what His was it? His career was effectively ended because of the video. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what? I mean, Brady was a different one. I mean, what? Even. Like Greg Hardy, I think was like six six or eight games, and you yeah. you saw all the bruises on the back. So it's it's one of those things that it's. I mean, even as a Browns fan, you're like I I don't even know. Like once again, if you're a Browns fan and you decide like, hey, I don't want to be a fan of this team anymore. Like I have no reason to tell you that you should be a fan anymore. No, and that's was- tough because I I would say I'm a huge person of like, you're a fan. You know, that's who you are. But when it comes into something like this, it's like, how can I tell someone? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. If you're yeah. not a Browns fan anymore because of this, I completely understand. Yet, because yet, this is, once again, the Browns finding some crazy way 
to shoot themselves in the foot and again. Yeah, Cap was tired and he took a knee for a few games at the end. He can't get a fucking job. I was going to hold it. that back, but yeah, I mean, like at a certain he, he point, he stood up for at something. A certain point, and Warren like, Sapp said his workout was terrible. Yeah, like Warren Sapp knows anybody that drunk. At a certain point, though, like what Greg said, like fans. You can't. You have to have enough of it. Where where you just keep seeing the same kind of. Here's what the NFL's behavior happened, and the NFL just kind of like do whatever they can in. to sweep it out. Yeah, no, no, you're right. But part of the problem is too, they've given Goodell too much power. There's not enough written in the bylaws. You know what I'm saying? There's not enough expectations set. Well, the problem is. I think part of it was the NFLPA got tired of the inconsistent, which is part of the reason why there's an arbiter. Yeah. But then also now you're going to have, it's going to be a, a mediator of a he said, she said kind of That's thing. That's what it is. And, you know, it's it's disappointing and it's annoying from everything else. But if the issue that I've always had is if if the Browns, and some people had said from the beginning that the Browns had gotten like a you know, like a notice from the league of like, hey, this is what the suspension will be, you know, before they signed him. If you basically lose a year, why the hell did you make all this difference when you could start a guy and worst case, trade a bunch of picks and try to start with another like, you know, cheap rookie quarterback here in a year? It just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. It's hard to dismiss. We'll see training camp about uh, about a month and a week or so away. About, actually, about a, exactly a month about away. About a month I think away you know, already. Most teams start uh, like rookies like right after the twentieth, unless you're playing in the Hall of Fame game. It's different. Right. Most rookies, it's like twenty first to twenty third, and I think most vets is like the twenty fifth to the twenty eighth. So we're less than a month away from basically everybody being. I mean, from when this pod drops, I think a month from that day everyone will be in training camp. So we'll hopefully, especially being a Browns fan, we'll hopefully have some answers on Deshaun, Baker, and everything else. We certainly will not have an answer on our mental health because we know that'll be terrible regardless. Guys, we want to thank you again for joining us for another wonderful edition of 30 Racket Sports. We're getting back on the podcast wagon, so be expecting a lot more content from us. Uh, We'll be back in the studio regularly, bringing you all the latest happenings in Ohio on the sports and beer format. That's right. Whole lot going on. Sports, beer, obviously little bit of a slow time in sports but still a whole lot going on and a whole lot going on on the beer calendar as we move on into the new year yeah be sure to uh check out that uh ohiocraftbeer.org for any of your local beer events uh be checking out your local breweries your local festivals a lot of uh events coming up in the summer we'll kind of be uh i mean fourth of july coming up uh we're also taking a little trip. We'll probably have some content on social media for you, maybe. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll kind of be here and there during the summer. We are, as uh, mentioned, also on TikTok right now, um, at 30 Rack of Sports. Uh, still on the, the other, the usuals as well, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Insta-fam. Inst- Insta-fam, uh, at 30 Rack of Sports. 
Uh, so catch us there for exclusive contents like our Who You Got segment and elsewhere. Guys, uh, before we get into our shout-outs, I do want to give a, a little bit more shine to uh, Ryan Geist and Columbus Brewings. Uh, actually, two different beers. The Hops is real. Uh, Ryan Geist with their West Coast double IPA. Columbus with their Hazy double IPA. Uh, both, both excellent. Fantastic yeah, yeah. beers. Uh, don't even mind a little mixture of the two. A little, <laughs> little, little double-dabble of the two. Experimental. Uh, make sure you're not overdoing it on this. Uh, we always speak responsibility on 30 Rack of Sports. Uh, 83 and 8.5%. So uh, yeah, check maybe this out. not... We had a little water on set today. Maybe yeah, not... Yeah, just yeah. trying to make us healthy. Maybe not uh, Zach's favorite term. Maybe not a drinking out on your porch beer. Maybe just enjoying one and then, you know... It's it's nice in front of a nice box fan in your upstairs bat bedroom. So. Yeah, there you bedroom go. In front of a nice <laughs> box fan. Nice in box your fan. Bathroom. Cool you down a little bit. That seems very that seems <laughs> very topical. Guys, you. cheers. <laughs> Guys. Yeah, yeah. Hey, cheers to Columbus yeah, Brewing. Cheers to cheers Columbus and Rheingeist. To Rheingeist and cheers to Hops indeed being real. We were oh, wondering yeah, yeah. whether or not they were would Hops be also real. Cheers to water and cheers to box fans. That's right. That's right. Uh, and cheers to all of our listeners. Thank you again for listening to 30 Rack Sports. Let's finish up as we always do with our own individual cheers. Zach, who are you choosing on this fine week? There's a lot I could choose about Ohio State um, on a roll recruiting, but I'm going to choose the United States uh, patent office or trademark office, finally granting them they're uh, the trademark can't say that, can't say that on this podcast <laughs> yeah you can't say that uh by the way them and mark jacobs own the word the now no i'm kidding they don't own it by the way every chill out it's just in relation to ohio state apparel so but congrats it's, it was a three-year battle people said it was worthless and wasted millions of dollars and i'm sure it fucking was like everything else but <laughs> now you can buy a hat this is the exactly honor. We got someone's birthday present. <laughs> um, better be officially licensed. I don't want it. Guys, for my shout-out, I'm actually going outside the state of Ohio, but a story of perseverance, uh, you know, kind of losing your way and finding it, uh, recently called up, hasn't made his debut yet, but the 30-year-old... Number one overall pick of the 2009 NFL or uh, MLB draft, Mark Appel, will finally be making yeah. his uh, MLB debut here in the coming days. Now a reliever, uh, was once thought as one of the safest picks mm -hmm. uh, in the MLB draft. Uh, went through some struggles, uh, you know, physically, mentally, uh, on the mound. Had Tommy John, had a shoulder injury where I believe he couldn't throw for something like 25 months. Yeah, uh, took a while. four years off of baseball at one point. Came back, joined the Phillies uh, organization in 2021, and is able to finally make his way to the MLB. Awesome. Uh, really cool story of perseverance and, yeah. and certainly something to check out. I mean, a guy that... You know, almost at this point has to be vulnerable because he's been, you know, once again, it's been labeled as one of the bigger busts of all time. Right. Uh, you know, you look, I think right behind him is like Chris Bryant. So yeah. it's one of those things where, you know, you have some all stars right behind you. You're known as this failure that never made it to the MLB, but finally gets there. And, 
you know, has pitched like really well. He's in the Phillies organization, their AAA team, the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Uh, had a sub two ERA. Uh, was really pitching well for him. So it's certainly like deserving of Earned. this chance. Yeah, yeah. And uh, especially with the Phillies bullpen that's been, you know, kind of a disaster this year. So really hoping for the best of him. You know, you don't know how long your uh, MLB career will last, but you hope to see at least him get a, a, a few good starts out there. So shout out to Mark Appel. How can't uh, you be back. romantic about baseball? Trademarked by Moneyball. Go on, Josh. <laughs> Josh, uh, who's your shout out? Unless it's uh, being romantic with Zach. Uh, no, that's 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 for later. Uh, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shout out the Cleveland Cavaliers actually. Whoa! Um, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and all their friends, uh, Rock Entertainment Group, the Monsters, Charge, Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse, all of them, um, for taking the stance to support anyone within their organizations that needs to travel outside of Ohio now for reproductive health or anything like that and i also want to shout out to our listeners today if you're still listening all the way through this i know this probably wasn't a great episode right now with everything going on it's probably 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 an interesting topic for us but it's an important topic for us that i think we needed to cover uh just for where the Browns' future lies. I mean, I think that's an important thing. I hate him. I don't know what else. I hate him. I mean, I love him, but I hate him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, and if you're stuck, if you stuck with us till now, we thank you for that. And uh, I just want to shout out the Cavs for taking that stance because uh, it's been unfortunate that not a lot of teams in Ohio have taken the stance that the Cavs have. Cleveland. Cleveland. Big Cleveland episode here. This is for you. Big Cleveland episode right here. And Columbus for the Columbus Brewing and Rheingeist for uh, their brewing of the West Coast IPA. All right, guys. Picking Rheingeist or Columbus Brewing. Rheingeist. I'm just kidding. They're both wonderful. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was going to say. I, you're going to give me. I'm the I, opinion, son. I, I love I Columbus Brewing, that. by the way. but you're gonna I couldn't me. decide that. I'm going to pick. All right. Me. I'll take Columbus then because you're a hater. Uh, hater, fuck you. You're a hater. For Zach, on the opinions, good, bad, or otherwise, mostly terrible. See ya. For Josh, on the ones and twos. Bye. I'm Greg. Thank you so much to both Ryan Geist and Columbus Brewing, both 10 out of 10 breweries. Thank you so much for listening to 30 Racket Sports. I'm Greg. Peace. Bye. So wishy-washy.